Well, in 2015, the Sundance Audience Award winner for documentary went to Dark Horse, a real-life story of underdog triumph. Fast forward five years and this year's premiere of Dream Horse, the fictionalized story of that. Joining us in the studio is the director of Dream Horse, Ed Oslin. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so um, I believe the story did take place in Wales. I mean, the original story where you're from. Yeah, that's right. It's my neck of the woods, um, my country, and, and, and I'm really proud to be able to tell a story about where I'm from and share it with the rest of the world. And, and, and like you were saying, it's a true story about a woman called Jan Vokes uh, who worked in a supermarket. She worked behind the bar in a club and she had this crazy dream of owning a racehorse. And of course, nobody had any faith in her because she's not a millionaire, she's not an aristocrat, but she persuaded all the folks in her village to put in 10 pounds a week into a syndicate. They got enough money, finally got a foal, raised him on the backyard, and then the foal goes on to be this incredible champion. Yeah, so had you seen the documentary Dark Horse? I had, but but more than that, before then, I'd heard this, the story on the news mm-hmm. because it's one of those apocryphal tales that everybody knew about, and, and it's the, the kind of story that, that, that parents tell their kids at bedtime because it's a, a classic underdog story with a local champion. Yeah, so um, it isn't a, a remake then. I mean, so what did you think that you were able to tell in your film that the documentary was unable to? Yeah, so, so we went back to the, the source material, to the story, and, um, and the writer spent a long time uh, interviewing the, the real people that were involved. And, uh, and what, what fiction can do that documentaries can't is, is it can put the audience right in the middle of the story and, and, and the empathy that you get from a, a piece of fiction, watching a piece of fiction, is that you, you're, you're there. You're there with a the horse. You're there with Jan. You're cheering the race as you go along. You're not being told the story. Um, you're experiencing it. So, um, so I hope that, that an audience will, their heartstrings will be tugged and their, their adrenaline will rush and, and they'll be excited to be part of this story. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that, though, those things that you felt like you had to embellish then to really bring the drama out in the, in the film. Yeah, well, you know, it's a true story, and and these are real lives. So, so we we couldn't embellish too much um, because we wanted to authentically reflect what actually happened. So, um, fortunately, there's an enormous amount of drama baked into this story. The fact that Jan had it was so unlikely, you know, it's so unlikely that a horse that you might raise uh, on a backyard could ever compete with the finest thoroughbreds in the world. Inherently, there's drama there. Um, Will he succeed? Will he do it? Um, And along the way, there's lots of twists and turns. And and, and, and also we explored, you know, what it's like to be middle-aged, because Jan is a middle-aged woman with a family, with a husband, you know, th- there's, there's the excitement and the dream of youth has passed and, and now she's, she's kind of going, well, where is the excitement in my life? Um, and and she, she, she invests in this horse um, to kind of try and rediscover some passion, which then influences her relationship with her husband and, and, and what's more, it infects and inspires her entire community to go along with her for the ride. That was really interesting. It did seem the catalyst to bring everyone together and, and certainly um, very interesting. Jan was very competitive before that, correct? A pigeon racer, was that something that was yeah. uh, you added to the film or was there before? And No, that's all true. Uh-huh. I mean, the, that, that's, um, that's probably one of the most incredible things about this story is that she, um, she grew up breeding budgies and pigeons and whippets um, and 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 won kind of the local dog show mm-hmm. competition and and then 
transposed her skills and applied them to horse racing, which you know sounds uh, incredible, which it is, but um, but but that was all true. Mm-hmm. Was uh, is racing a big part of the culture in Wales? It seemed that way in the film, just you know, with all the publications that she was reading and and definitely the enthusiasm. Yeah, for sure, because you know we're. we're 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 very close to the land in Wales and agriculture in in my family um my, my both sides of my parents uh, they they grew up on farms and and my, I have lots of families who who are still involved in that and and I didn't realize this at the time but it turns out that a second cousin of mine had actually ridden dream in a race <laughs> um which <laughs> Uh, which is which is pretty amazing, but yeah, but that connection is is very is very strong, and um, and even in the valleys communities where people don't have land, you know, they're, they're, this is a community where the story's set, which is which is quite an impoverished community. People aren't wealthy; they don't have loads of land to keep to keep animals. But but you go up there, and there are small um, fields that have been fenced uh, fenced off, and and people keep ponies on on any scrap of land that they can have. So that 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 love for animals is is very much part of the culture. Well, definitely came across in the film because they, I, I was really surprised to see that, that they bred the horse in their backyard per se, and it was a little bit of a um, dense neighborhood, so interesting to see that as well. Um, is syndicate racing, that sort of scenario of folks chipping in and buying horse together, is that common as well in Wales? It is common, but but horse racing is phenomenally expensive yeah. so um you know to to even to form a syndicate is a financial risk and and howard who's played by damien lewis mm-hmm. in the movie um we discover very on in the story that he was member of a past syndicate that got into financial hot water to the point where he almost lost his house and his wife is very dead set against him joining this new syndicate so you get a bit of uh, emotional turmoil in their relationship but but um but you know, pe- people people do join syndicates. Another member of the cast had been in a syndicate in the past, um, and had a had a great time. Uh, but he said that being in a syndicate in the movie was even better because <laughs> <laughs> because he knew that the horse was you know going to win. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> Def- I'm sorry, go ahead. definitely a lot of emotions. I think drawn out in the film. What have you seen uh, with audiences um, in screenings? Have you heard a lot of clapping and? cheering and it, there was definitely some poignant moments as well yeah it's it's in, it's inspiring i mean this is the, this is the first audience that we've shown the film to i only finished it last friday <gasps> so <laughs> we were we were mixing against the wire uh, to get it here in time but but sitting and watching it with a sundance audience has been absolutely incredible because they're so warm-hearted and so enthusiastic and people have been cheering the horse and clapping and whooping and and um, and a few tears as well. And, and yesterday we, we showed it to 500 school kids as part of the Sundance student program. And they were absolutely on their feet. They were on the, completely incredible. It was a it was a real uh, I don't know. I, I was so proud to have been invited and so proud to see the audience responding so emotionally to the film. So the, the main character, Jan, described as being strong willed, played by Tony Collette here. That was a purposeful casting choice there yeah it sounds like a good one yeah I mean you know that the first task for me as a director when I when I joined this film was to kind of figure out who could play Jan and I needed somebody who was steely determined passionate funny warm and a film star um so you know somebody who could play real people salt of the earth um everyday people and and you know there aren't a huge amount of actors who can do that and and Tony was right there at the top of the list she was my first choice from from the word go and you know to have her read the script 
and say yes was a was a proper dream come true for me. Well, you probably have heard the uh, the criticism leveled against uh, Robert Downey Jr. and his Welsh accent. And too little, did you have the, did you have any problems with Tony as a Welsh woman? I mean, the Welsh accent is Different. tough, um, and and Tony keeps saying, you know, you you get one syllable wrong and you end up in in New Delhi. Um, <laughs> So she worked so hard. She worked her socks off, and she's done an incredible job. I mean, she, she, we, we paired her with, with a great voice coach, a woman called Nia Lynn, um, and they worked together. And, and, of course, she's surrounded in this film. She's surrounded by a cast of Welsh people, and we shot it in Wales, so she was surrounded by a crew. Uh, so this, there's a certain amount of osmosis that goes on as well. Um, but I think she's nailed it. Awesome. Um, again, it's part of the uh, premiere category. You've got another screening Thursday um I hope these are at the temple at 9 a.m. I think so. I think there's and another three another screenings. And another one, yeah. oh, Saturday, yeah, first. I think you have one in Salt Lake as well. I usually just f highlight the uh, the local ones here. Um, so you're here all week. When you get back, I mean, is, is Brexit um, done? Not, 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 not quite. Not quite. Because I, mean, I had heard that uh, January 31st was sort of the... Uh, oh, that's the date, yeah. I'm, I'm back just before then, so I'll, I'll ah. have two days <laughs> of having my feet on European soil before we revert back to being Great Britain again. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell yeah. me, uh, let's go back to the casting. Um, as you mentioned, and the main cast, um, are most of those other folks from Wales? and. Um, well, Damien Lewis, uh, mm -hmm. who um, you, you might recognize from, from Billions and Homeland and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yes, is, I, uh, I'm a big Billions fan, and it was the first time I've heard him in his native accent, I guess, so it was interesting. Well, he's he's a, a second-generation Welshman wow. who lives in London, so his mm -hmm. his his real accent is in, is very English. Okay. Um, but he's, you know, his dad was from Wales, so he'd heard it, so he it came very easily to him. Mm -hmm. um, but the rest of re the rest of the cast are all are all Welsh. Yeah. Wow, they they were fantastic. I mean, it was a really good, very good synergy between everyone, and um, I think it was tremendous. Yeah. And um, I think I don't want to give it away, but at the end, you kind of bring both worlds together in the closing credits, correct? Yeah, that's right. And and um, you know, the, there was a sense on this film. There was a sense that the whole cast and the crew. And the real people whose story we were telling were all part of a, a, a team telling a common story, a bit like Dream and the Syndicate. Um, and and, and I, in some ways, I'm imagining that this film, um, going out there and sharing this story with the world, is, is a bit like what Jan was actually doing with the horse at the time and getting the Syndicate together. Because it's about a film about people coming together and commonality. You know, and we live in a time where there's lots of divisions and we define ourselves by, by the other and what we're not. But this is a film about community and what we can be when we work as one. Mm -hmm. It's tremendous. Okay, so what's the, the promises for this to be screened in a, in a theater you've been picked up? or Yeah, we've got a, mm -hmm. a, an amazing distributor, Bleecker Street, um, who are um, releasing the film on the 1st of May here in the States. So, okay. yeah, please come and see it. Tell your friends and family. Racing season. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, again, thanks for your spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Tune in and find out about some of the unknown and talented independent filmmakers from around the world. Join us for the Sundance Reel each weekday morning between 9 and 10. We'll highlight some of the most intriguing films being presented at this year's Sundance Film Festival. That's the Sundance Reel weekday mornings from 9 to 10 through January 31st, 
right here on KPCW or online, kpcw.org. The Sundance Reel is brought to you in part by Sundance Institute, presenting the 2020 Sundance Film Festival from January 23rd through February 2nd. And Acura, proud 10-year sponsor of the festival and supporter of independent film and music. Learn more at acura.com.